it. And then I talk to my 13-year-old daughter. I'm like, now how can we do this on Instagram? Mm -hmm. And she tells me how quickly we can do it on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, you're hired. <laughs> Hi guys, Matt LaMarche here with Keller Williams First Atlanta. Hope you guys are doing well. If you have a business or a nonprofit that you'd like to see featured here, please feel free to give me a call at 678-687-4397 or shoot me an email to matt at mattlamarche.com. Thanks so much. Uh, my name is Jason Sheets. I'm the owner at Hammocks Trading Company. Uh, we also own Under the Cork Tree and have a number of online businesses uh, that are that are coming through the pipeline. The one that's open right now is called Fatbacks. It's Southern Meat and Three. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's where you get that nice piece of meatloaf with three side items, mac and cheese. Uh, you get some green beans, you get uh, a little squash casserole. But there's catfish and uh, fried chicken. You know, good old, good old Southern home cooking. Maybe some sweet tea. I'm a native Sandy Springer, uh, born at Piedmont Hospital. Then relocated to Sandy Springs pretty quick, and um, and went to elementary school and and at, at uh, Underwood Hills, which is now Epstein. Uh, then uh, Ridgeview Middle School and Riverwood High. So, born and raised. Went to Georgia for college years, and then uh, came back, got into the restaurant industry. I've spent a lot of time down in Buckhead, probably ten years down in Buckhead, working for uh, Blue Ridge Grill and uh, Bones. Uh, that group. I was also with Checker Seafood Grill for a while, and then I ended up working with Tom Catherall at Here to Serve Restaurants for a number of years. Uh, the whole time, just kind of building my resume to ultimately uh, open up my own business. And uh, and about seven years ago, I partnered up with Chef William, and, and that's how we ended up getting hammocks going. When we picked the spot, uh, this was you know back in 2011. Uh, we were looking all over Atlanta, we were looking in Marietta, we were looking in downtown Atlanta, we were you know, up in Roswell, and being from Sandy Springs, I knew that the uh, Roswell Road corridor was very busy and that, the, and that the, the, the locals needed a restaurant, in particular where the Hammocks location is, uh, a spot to get good food, not just a smoky bar, but a place to get good food, hang out. Um, so. We, we were across the street at Hammocks, you know, before it was Hammocks, looking over, and it looked down like, it looked like a rundown beach shack, yeah. right? And so we said, well, we can certainly, you know, make it nice on the inside and get it painted, but we still wanted to have that uh, real casual look to it. And so uh, that's, how, that's how we said, well, it's going to be our beach house in Sandy Springs. Uh, we're going to doll it up and, and uh, make it look good. But we didn't have a name, so <clears throat> uh, William and I were just uh, texting back and forth one day. We were both with our families, and and uh, and the name game came on. So we were we were in nautical land. So we were talking about ships, and we were talking about uh, barnacles and clams and whatever <clears throat> other sea creatures we yeah. could think of. Uh, we ended up bringing that back to back to docks and anchors and ropes and uh, then then I said knots and he came quick back quick back with hammocks and I said perfect eat drink hang out <laughs> so that, that yeah that's how 
that's how hammocks came together. It was all these things that we didn't, we weren't, uh, we weren't sold on. Sure. But through the wordplay game, we we ended up at hammocks, and we thought it'd be perfect because it represents that, you know, uh, southern. Um, it, our tagline has always been where southern coastal meets Baja California. So I'm the southern coastal guy, and, and William, he's from the west coast. So we kind of brought those concepts together, and and uh, that's where you find oysters and grouper sandwiches and uh, then then the fish tacos that we've become famous for and all the you know different spicy flavors he's known to throw a little heat into some dishes to make you want to come back you know <laughs> certainly we are huge supporters of the community as a uh, when we first open our doors we're you know we're 200 yards from North Springs uh, we wanted to align ourselves with you know all different parts of the community so so First off, we went into North Springs and became uh, one of their uh, booster club sponsors and, and supporting any of the neighborhood groups. Uh, a lot of parents come in here and will do fundraising for baseball teams. We've sponsored a number of baseball teams up, up at uh, Morgan Falls. Uh, we also started working early on with uh, the CAC, and they've got a project called Vintage Affair that uh, comes up every year so that's kind of where we got started and then started joining all sorts of different organizations um, so we, we we participate in you know probably 20 different events a year uh, where we're bringing food it's got in-kind donations and and kind of hosting the party help host the party uh, recently we worked with leadership Sandy Springs at the mayor's dinner that's always a lot of fun we get to meet new people and find out about what's going on in the in the in the city so then I can bring it back here and tell everybody that wants to know because this is kind of a political hangout you know well, tell us a little more about that pivot and why more online how you're able to grow and sustain that business in addition to kind of the retail locations that you've already got I, I think that one of the interesting things about us choosing this location to begin with was uh, was at that time we were you know, in 2010-11, we were touring different areas of town, and every neighborhood that was close to those spaces, you know, we'd, we'd test the neighborhood out. We'd, we'd go and we'd drive around and, and look at the houses and see what was, you know, walking around and who was walking around and just what was going on. And in a lot of those places, the all the homes had foreclosure signs on them, or, or a lot of the neighborhoods were for sale. So uh, William and I, you know, as we were looking at our, our soon-to-be beach house, I said, well, hey, let's, let me show you one more thing about Sandy Springs. And we just went up to Dalrymple and Spalding, and we took our right, and then we crossed the street, and we came up to the left and started driving around those neighborhoods. And, and at that time, nothing was for sale. Uh, certainly not a foreclosure sign around anywhere. And, and not that I'm Greenspan or anything like that, but I took it down and I said, well, maybe, the, you know, the, I said the, it shows a stable community. Sure. It's exactly what it is. In a time where, you know, a lot of people were, were scrambling, this community was very stable. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's only, only, only growing. But, you know, we, Sandy Springs has grown so large and there's so many more retail spaces and new restaurants moving in that um, before even the the apartments and the new townhomes are full, these new businesses are opening up. 
so we're trying to be creative in our in our approach to the food service industry and and experiment with different things that are going on. Third party uh, delivery, which is Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash, uh, Postmates, just to name a few of them, uh, is I mean it's taking 30% of the market over in, in, in some concepts. Uh, that's where you pick up your phone and you just go to an app and you order whatever food you want and your credit card's in there and, and you just hit OK and the next thing you know your, your food's showing up at the door. Um, so we wanted to experiment with that so we started running Fatbacks, um, which is Fatbacks Me and 3, out of hammocks. It's a similar menu to what we have at, at hammocks in that uh, we had the mashed potatoes, we had the squash casserole, we have the catfish. We're just packaging it differently for another concept sure. to see if the market exists in Sandy Springs. And and it's a learning curve. You know, I, I spent 30 minutes with a with a with a friend of mine that you know isn't isn't great with technology. And I said, all right, well here's how you do it. And she goes, I don't I don't want to know how to do it. I want you to do it for me. So I sat with her phone and we. Entered her address and we entered her credit card and then of course I favorited Fatbacks, <laughs> and I was like, all you got to do is press, you know, meat and three. You want meatloaf and this and this and this. You can just do it on your phone and it's that easy. So there'll be a technology learning curve, but it's huge in in other markets. Right. Um, some markets are real strong with Grubhub. Some markets are real strong with with Uber Eats. Uh, Uber Eats seems to be the most popular one now, but we can tell DoorDash is is you know, they just read up. I I read they just put seventy million dollars into up in their game. So I mean, in the past week, we've already seen their business go up. Mm. So uh, it's a learning curve, but it's also um, it's a it's an operation that doesn't have as much um, uh, operating expenses or capital needed to be put into it. So the market that we studied uh, was down in Midtown. So it was a lot more available down there. You know, the Uber drivers in Midtown are all over the yep. place. So, you know, they, they know where their drivers are. If there's not a driver in the area, you might not see us available right. uh, on, the, on the Uber Eats site, uh, or at least within a small amount of time, they might say it'll take an hour. Well, it's not because it takes us an hour to cook food. It's because it takes time for people to get here and then, and then get to the house and, and move on. <laughs> but I mean, I tell you, the the learning curve is is interesting because because yeah. everybody's different. Sure. Um, I take a marketing idea down uh, back home and start talking to my wife about it, and then I talk to my 13 year old daughter. I'm like, now how can we do this on Instagram? Mm -hmm. And she tells me how quickly we can do it on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, you're hired. You're 13. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> so talk a little bit about social media and its impact on your business. I think that'd be interesting. Well, people love to eat with their eyes, and you know, the first thing when that dish gets delivered to you at a restaurant is you look at it and you smell it and you get into it. Uh, when you're when you're chilling out of the house or you're just sitting on the couch, you still have you still want that emotion without eating the food. Right. You know, maybe it just gets you hungry, but you're sitting there and you're looking at the pictures. Um, there's a there's a guy on Facebook who has uh, he's out of Miami and and has, has some other restaurants, I think, in Spain. Well, his deal is just the way he cuts the steak. Mm -hmm. So like, he comes out here and does this little big knife and steak, and, but it's a show. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more exciting than watching 
you know, well, for me at least, <laughs> some guy walking up and down the road. Yeah. Um, but those food pictures, they, they bring emotion. They make you, you know, they're colorful and they're, they're sizzling or something like that. We have a barbecue oyster here, we do. Uh, we get a, you know, a Gulf oyster, a nice big oyster, and put, uh, put a compound butter, which has smoked paprika, bacon, garlic, and lemon in it, and just a little scoop of that on top, and then we stick it on the grill. Well, well when the, once, the, once the oyster starts getting hot and that butter melts, y'all are going to get hungry, and, uh, and then the butter starts melting, and it'll literally start kind of bubbling in the shell. Well, when you bring that to a table... I mean, it's hard to keep them down for like five <laughs> seconds. And when you're looking at it on camera, you go, I just want to eat that. So certainly a picture is worth a thousand words and those right. videos help out. So we're on uh, social media. I mean, every day we're managing it. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point we thought we could overkill it, but I don't think that's the case anymore. You're just catching somebody at one o'clock and somebody else at two o'clock. Mm -hmm. and, and if somebody didn't want to see it, and they don't want to see it, but they'll come back to it and Absolutely. maybe when they're hungry. Absolutely. <laughs> we're learning new things about social media every day. And, and where we started off taking a picture of an oyster and posting it on Facebook, now it's got, uh, you have all these little tricks and you, you compose your video or your picture and you have your little filters and this thing and that, uh, all to ultimately you know, make, the, make what you're putting out there more exciting. Now you <coughs> take that and you promote it one way or another. You can let Instagram promote it for you, and it'll pick the people who you promote. We posted a picture about oysters yesterday, and it was Oyster Rockefeller. And there's people from I mean, all over the United States liking this thing. And it's chef video this and chef video that. And, and then all of a sudden, you follow them back, and there's this... Uh, synergy of people all behind this one picture of an oyster Rockefeller and 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 I don't know if the guy the chef in California that liked it is ultimately going to make a decision to come here and get it but 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 the exposure is exponential because his thousand friends or a thousand followers then find it and certainly there's somebody in there that's in Atlanta yep. and I bet you they've been here and I bet you they have it and using my my chamber of commerce hat you know the guy in New York that sees a video of uh, five dollar mojitos on Monday you know they end up looking at us and then they end up associating other businesses in Sandy Springs and it becomes a maybe we stay in Sandy Springs instead of Buckhead next time we go it looks like there's a lot to do they got this the they got their river closed and every, everything, everything that we have. Yeah. Well, we're, we're excited about the place that Hammocks and Under the Cork Tree uh, have become over the past you know, seven years at Hammocks and then three years at Under the Cork Tree. Uh, we're kind of flanking a lot of the development around the Performing Arts Center. Uh, there is, you know, there's so much energy um, but behind the Performing Arts Center and the new restaurants and things like that that are going there, that we feel we're gonna we're gonna kind of hold back from that center area and invest our our time and our effort on the sides. Uh, we really like the the idea of the online because it's got a at the minimum it has a five and a half mile radius from wherever from wherever our site is, so you can get fab bags delivered five and a half miles you know either way up into Roswell you can get it down towards Chastain Park you can get it uh, if we were to uh, 
expand more on that concept, we would go just to the end of that bubble and put another one, you know, we'd put another one there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sandy Springs have been blown up like crazy. Yeah. Like I said, we opened up seven years ago and, and what's happened in that amount of time is, is enormous. We've got, um, you know, from hammocks, we've got under the cork tree, I mean, we've got um, from hammocks, we have UPS that is half a mile away. And then we've got Mercedes North America that's a mile away. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of development going on. You know, we'd like to see some things, you know, up, up north of Abernathy a little bit. Yeah. And I know they're coming. There's this imaginary but very real line of 285. And our fans that are south of 285, they go, well, we come to hammocks, but we just can't get there. And I say, it's three miles away. You can get here. It might take an hour, but you can get here. And I said, come up on Saturday. Come up on Sunday. It'll, you can do it. Um, jokingly, we, we say that the reason we opened up under the cork tree was because all of the fans from hammocks that were south of the perimeter needed a place to eat. So we opened a restaurant for them to eat. And, and they're supporting it. That's really nice of you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that, that, that also has a uh, has a an inside joke on the community because when we opened up hammocks, we were supporting North Springs and still are. Uh, but my alma mater, Riverwood, came and said, "We're you know, how come you're supporting <laughs> North Springs when we're, when you support Riverwood?" And I go, "Well, give me about a couple, give me a couple years, and I'll open up another restaurant." So that's why we opened up under the Quirk Tree gotcha. was to support Riverwood. So you're pleasing a lot of different crowds. <laughs> it's out a there, lot right? of work to do. <laughs> a lot of work to do. Very good, awesome. Well, I appreciate your yeah, time today. Yeah, my pleasure.